Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Employees over the age of 65 make up approximately 20% of the U.S. workforce. This is expected to grow to about 23% by 2030. Older workers are likely to have fewer workplace injuries than younger co-workers, but when these individuals have injuries, they tend to be more serious, incur greater cost, and have longer recovery. In looking at our own workers' compensation claims data at West Bend Mutual Insurance, we see some surprises. Injury costs, of course, increase with age. While the biggest jump in average claim costs is from employees between their 20s and 30s, it is employees aged 40 and later for whom the claim costs are significantly greater than average. Given this, older employees should be defined as those in their mid-40s and older. Another interesting finding in our data is that the joints are the body parts that tend to see the greatest difference in injury costs as employees age. Injuries to these body parts are 3 to 5 times more expensive after age 40. This is because the injuries go from being minor strains and sprains to injuries that require extensive surgery or joint replacement to achieve resolution for the employee. Research shows that the human body generally shows marked reductions in muscle strength and muscle mass starting after age 30 with declines of 3-5% to of muscle each decade. In addition, joints become stiffer and less flexible. Fluid in the joints may decrease, the cartilage may begin to rub together and wear away. Combine the general ongoing loss of muscle with the normal wear and tear on the joints people experience, and it's not hard to understand how those joints are weaker than what a worker may perceive. It's not unexpected that a 50-plus-year-old employee who has performed a certain job task since he was in his 30s would not recognize the signs or severity of his own joint degeneration. To him, it's still just work. But as the work goes on, the task has more impact on a 50-year-old than a 30-year-old, so the same work task becomes the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back. That same work task will cause the 50-year-old employee to seek medical care, whether there was a specific traumatic event or not, because the pain is too great to ignore. The nature of workers' compensation is that you're responsible for your employees as they are. Many states or jurisdictions refer to this specifically as the, quote, as-is, end quote, rule. So, if you have an older employee with significant muscle loss and pre-existing joint damage, and they sustain an injury to that body part at work, or if their degenerative condition is aggravated beyond the normal progression while working, you are still responsible to get them back to their pre-injury state. The problem is that it's very difficult, almost impossible, to identify what the employee's pre-injury state was and return them to just that point. For example, an employee has a weak knee and it gets injured at work. A doctor decides a knee replacement is necessary. It will likely be covered under workers' compensation, even though work isn't responsible for all of the damage. So what should employers do? A number of publications on aging workforces focus on changing the workplace to deal with the sensory, that's vision and hearing, and cognitive changes employees will experience. I agree that this is important. However, from the claims data we have, I suggest a different approach. Let's try an approach focused on enabling aging employees to perform the work duties they are assigned. To start, I would suggest you create an ergonomics task force. The task force should evaluate all jobs to ensure they do not have excessive physical demands. Some examples of excessive demands are lifting and lowering objects over shoulder height or below the knees, or manually lifting or lowering any item that weighs more than 35 pounds. Other examples of excessive physical demands include static postures, where an employee needs to hold an object for a period of time, say 15 seconds or more, in one place, especially with one or more of their arms outstretched. And outstretched means that their elbows are more than three to five inches away from their torso. 
Whether you have older employees or not, these are activities that put all employees at unnecessary risk of injury. When your task force finds jobs that have excessive physical demands, you should log them, quantify the task's injury-causing potential, and document the number of employees exposed. There are several checklists and tools that can be used for this, and your loss control representative can provide assistance. With the severity of the tasks identified, the organization can then rank the tasks from most to least severe. The task force and management can then review the tasks to determine what resources would be needed to improve the job tasks to a safe level. The organization may find that some tasks can be improved with relatively minor, no-cost changes. Other tasks may require expensive redesign. But by assessing and ranking these tasks, the organization can better allocate resources to make the most impact. What is great about this process is that when it is done properly, with improvements made in conjunction with employee input, you can make significant improvements in productivity, quality, and morale, not just safety. And not just safety for older employees, but safety for all employees. It's not uncommon for organizations to see significant return on investment in just a few weeks or months after making sound ergonomic improvements. I'm sure some of you have gotten to this point in the podcast and feel I've done the topic a disservice because I've not focused solely on aging workers. My argument to that is based upon the data. If you want to focus on what is driving workers' compensation costs for older workers, your effort should be focused on the ergonomics of the job, and that impacts all workers. And what makes the workplace better for all workers makes it better for older workers. Part of the issue is that injuries due to excessive force, repetition, and awkward postures are going to show up in older workers first. They are the sentinel workers. We focus on them because they are old. In reality, the job is just hazardous and it is impacting everyone, but younger people are less likely to be injured because their bodies can tolerate more harm before damage occurs. So take some time to think about your employees and the tasks they are completing. Is your workforce aging? Are the jobs your employees performing ergonomically friendly, not just for older employees, but for all employees? Have you assessed your jobs to understand the ergonomic stressors employees face? Assessing jobs for ergonomic stressors is not difficult, but the staff performing the assessments should have some training in ergonomics principles to ensure significant hazards are not missed. It's even better to utilize a small team of employees, especially if they have knowledge of the tasks and understand which job tasks are the most challenging. Remember, what you do for safety today can prevent an injury tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.